0: hey there literary fans and welcome to episode 111 of jeff reads His book i am your host jeff and today we're reading chapter 17 of powerless a book i wrote in a month so if you want to get in touch with me, head over to com. Do you get all that? I think I said it pretty quick. jeffreadsbook.com, one word. And right there, you can find some links to get in touch with me. You can send me emails. You can tweet at me. Even though my Twitter stream is mostly me bitching at corporate entities, I think that's what Twitter's for at this point, right? You just, uh, what, target customer support complaints to... Twitter, right? Did I say Twitch? God damn it. Whatever. You know, it's the other TWIT. I heard that on another podcast. I should be clear, but whatever. Uh, um, go over there. You can get in touch with the Twitter email. Uh, what's the other one? Mastodon. Yeah, I've been kind of like off those lately because I've been following the Olympics And specifically, I've been following women's soccer in the Olympics and uh, NBC are a bunch of shitheads and they keep airing things when they're not live and at weird ass times. And so I can't watch the goddamn soccer games. I have, I'm so annoyed today. So I tried to watch the gold medal match and it's two of my favorite teams. Honestly, I love the Canadian women's national team. I love the Swedish women's national team. They're both awesome. They're fun to watch. That's why I like them, and uh, what do I want to say? NBC didn't label uh, their programming correctly. Uh, I'm going to blame Sling too. I'm just furious today, and so I got I when I logged in, it was halfway through, and then uh, I paused it for a second, and when I came back and hit play, uh, Sling crashed on my Roku. So you guys can go to hell at Sling. Um, also at Amazon, I haven't thrown that in a while. You know, just. Amazon can go to hell. But if you want to buy my book, head over to Amazon.com and uh, search for Bringing Balance or Offworlder, two books I wrote in a month, just like this horrible one. And you can purchase them in dead tree format or e-format, which is probably the worst of the two, right? Am I right? I feel like killing trees is much better than trying to get an e-book. I feel like the e-book somehow is worse for the environment. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i am just fed up with the technology today i had a laptop die and so now i'm sitting on a macintosh doing this uh that's fine i like uh, so i bought one of those new apple mac minis and it's fast as hell i really do like it i mean mac os kind of sucks ass let's not let's not beat around the bush mac you know using a mac kind of sucks But I was able to get word on it. Uh, I have to do work on it, you know, for my job to make a living. Since nobody sends me any money by buying a book, go to jeffreagesbook.com. Okay, that's fine. And uh, other than that, I mean, it doesn't crash and the computer's kind of zippy, I guess. It should be. I paid fucking like $700 for this piece of shit. And it's tiny. But anyway... I had a laptop die, so I'm recording on the Mac down here in the recording studio on a Mac Mini. Uh, Everybody's looking at me weird because I'm not sitting in the usual spot because usually I'm on a couch. Now I'm in a computer chair and I'm not pleased about it. Some of the early episodes were recorded like this on a previous incarnation of a Mac Mini and it sucked too. Yeah. So, this Mac Mini is alright. It's okay. I don't want to, like, oversell it. It kind of sucks still. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For somebody who works in computers, I really hate computers. <laughs> I can't, I, ugh, I hate them all. I don't know. They all break. So my laptop, what was happening? It wouldn't connect to Wi-Fi today, which it had been doing, but more often recently. And then today, just out of the blue, it wouldn't connect to Wi-Fi at all. So I tried to reboot and now it doesn't reboot either. It doesn't do anything. Except turn on the power light and sit there like a dumb piece of shit. So I pulled the hard drive and we're ready to send it to computer recycling. And we all know computer recycling means a barge to somewhere in Asia where it'll be put in a different pile of used electronics. And, you know, if we're lucky, it'll get melted down to use the metals in it. But most likely it'll sit in that pile until we're all long since dead. Yes, computer recycling, not a real thing. Okay. If you can't tell, I'm annoyed as hell today, but let's calm down. We're going to do a podcast. This is going to be fun. We're reading chapter 17 of Powerless. So this one comes in at 96 lines, not too long. It shouldn't be too long a podcast today, although I'm already five minutes in just ranting. I, ah, God, I'm irritated. I got to calm down. I don't know how to calm down. I mean, that's, I'm not, like, saying today. I just mean I don't know how to calm down. <laughs> Sometimes they get mad, and here we are. This week has been, like, really stressful, so uh, let's move on from that. All right, so we're reading Chapter 17. Uh, a little bit about this. Uh, if you recall, Margot was in a meeting of some sort, and they said they were going to follow Henry, I think is basically what we were saying there. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a little makeup time now. Margot's going to be nice which is mildly rare for her in this book. I don't think she's been very nice, has she? I don't know. Margot's the bomb. We're going to see what happens. Henry's going to take a nap. That's one thing I wrote down, so that's fun. Who here wants to take a nap? In the uh, live studio audience, raise your hand if you want a nap. Everybody raised their hand. Wow. Okay. So did the host. And the host is me on Jeff at JeffReadsHisBook.com. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't see any reason we need to delay, so let's dive in to Chapter 17. So for today's episode, I'm mixing it up once again. Uh, Today I'm going to try a Thirsty Dog Brewing Company Lemon Shandy. I don't know how this is going to be. Um, right. so, mmm, oh wow, that's nice, um, A little better than Klugels, I'd say. Not as uh, sweet, maybe? Mm. Hmm. It's in a can, if you couldn't tell from that loud can opening. But uh, I got this last weekend because I was at an art festival for a library in my town. And we were selling beer and stuff. So at the end of the art show, there was a lot of beer left over. I was, you know, uh, volunteering at it. And uh, I paid retail for some beers. And I took them home with me. Now, no big deal. They were in the trunk. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it's pretty delicious, I gotta say. Mm. I got some shit to do this afternoon. So I don't want to be drinking booze right now. Uh, but yeah, this is nice. I, I It's like really refreshing. Ooh, baby. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. I feel like the line include line and Klugel, Isn't that what it is? Yeah. They're lemon shandy. It's a little too deserty. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I, I want to say. Maybe it's just cause it's the original that I'm just tired of it. I don't know. I don't go after it that much anymore. Yeah. I'm going to, I was supposed to play soccer tonight and I'm going to play soccer tonight on like a men's team or a co-ed team. And it's, Old adults, so you have to be, I think, for a man above 40 to play in it. But uh they usually go out for drinks afterwards. And tonight our games at 9. I don't want to go out at 10. 1030 for drinks. Fuck that. So I'm gonna skip tonight. But usually at these soccer games, people get a lot of the uh and Klugel lemon shandies and or summer shandy. Have I been calling that one lemon? Yeah, it's summer shandy. I'm sorry. But I don't know. That one just doesn't do it for me anymore. You know what I mean? Eh, whatever. So, that's what's happening. That's not my afternoon activity. You know what? What I'm doing in the afternoon, that's my business. All right? So, shut up. Okay. Here we go. Why don't we read this book that I wrote? And it's so bad. Okay. Henry woke up the next morning long after dawn. He had overslept, and it felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I hear that, man. I overslept yesterday because uh, me and the lovely Laura took the day off yesterday. It was beautiful. And yeah, like I said, a lot of stress this week. So Thursday, oh, it was so nice. So we overslept by like an hour, which is almost nothing. <laughs> We're the worst at oversleeping, quite frankly. I think my oversleeping usually involves me hitting snooze three times at the most, maybe just twice, three times. I'm going to say three times, which is less than 30 minutes. (laughs) I feel like at this point at my age, if I oversleep too much, I'm just throwing my life away because there's not much of that left. I'm an old man. All right. Why don't we get back to this book? Rolling onto his back, which no longer burned thanks to Janie. If you recall, his back was burned and he had some salve and Janie rubbed it on him and it was like quasi-sexual. It was, eh, it was not great. He yawned and stretched under his covers while he was awake. He had no intention while he was awake... He had no intention of getting out of bed today. He closed his eyes, feeling relief that Margot wasn't shaking him awake to leave again on a surprise mission to another horrible place. His happiness at the absence of Margot bothered him, though. He tried to reassure himself that it was only because she had been pushing him constantly for the last few weeks. Oh, I hear that, Henry. I've been being pushed by my job for the last few weeks, although I haven't, like, what, uh, felt any hostility towards the lovely Laura, because uh, we don't work together. <laughs> well, all right, we— Okay, that sounded weird, too. We work together as a couple. We don't— uh, we're not employed together. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, despite any differences of opinion they had concerning the current situation in this world, and there were plenty, he still felt a love for her deeper than anything he knew. Aw. He also felt frustration, though, the last few days. I feel like there should be like a uh, preposition in there. Hmm. I don't like that sentence. Okay. Rolling onto his side, he could feel his missing her—whoa. Rolling—let's try that again, because I don't know what I'm trying to say. Rolling onto his side, he could feel his missing her next to him in his bed with only one occupant currently. Okay, if you know what's happening in that sentence, right into the show, Jeff reads his book. He could feel his missing her next to him in his bed with only one occupant currently good lord, and he wondered what she was up to this morning. He had barely seen her since they arrived back home. Does anybody know how long they've been home? Maybe a day? I don't know. This this book sucks. Right into the show, com. How long have they been home? I'm gonna have a drink. Mmm, lemony. It tastes like, um, like a light beer in a good way a light beer in a good way but they put like actual lemon juice in it you know from the um what is that green curvy bottle of lemon juice that's what i'm thinking of uh it's at the grocery store anybody know right okay um, he had barely seen her. Since he had left, since she had left with the evidence she had taken, he had no contact with her. Ooh, relationship problems. He, his guess was that they were still working their way through whatever information they could extract. Remember there was paperwork? I need to stop interrupting every other sentence. I'm sorry. He rolled onto his stomach buried his face in his pillow, and drifted off to sleep once again. Drinking break! Mm. Since this is a beer drinking break, I have to try harder, because it's a lot more beer than my usual, like, pour of whiskey. Margot returned home at lunchtime from her work paging through the stolen files. Ooh, Paperwork! The group had discussed matters associated with what they had learned extensively, but Margot was still stunned by their wanting to monitor Henry. She had tried to convince them otherwise that he was not a risk. She had also tried to point out that a mage of his skill would notice being followed quite easily, but they had persisted. Oh, poor Margot. All right, do you think, all right, if you have an opinion on this, so Margot's going to have Henry followed. Well, she's not having him followed, but I think it's pretty clear she's not going to tell him. So right in, all right, pause right now, right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com, and I want you to tell me if Margot tells Henry. What do you think? Would you tell your spouse if some people were having them uh, followed? I feel like I would. I don't know. Uh, What about you, the lovely Laura, if you're listening to this? Uh, Would you let me know if I was being followed? I hope so. I feel like we have that kind of relationship where you'd be like, hey, there's a private detective following you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, so pause now. No spoilers. All that bullshit. Um, On the walk home, she wondered what she should tell Henry. They had placed her in the worst possible position clearly they didn't want henry to know he was being surveilled Ooh, big word but she felt like keeping it from keeping but she felt like keeping it from him was a betrayal on her part uh duh when she walked in her front door she found Janie and pauline at their kitchen table both having apparently finished some sort of lunch where have you been? Pauline asked. You look a fright, Janie said less judiciously. Ooh, another word. What happened? Margot hesitated near the front door. She could tell. Ugh, she could tell them everything, especially Janie, who would just tell Henry immediately. She looked at the door to her bedroom longingly and said, Nothing, just a long day. Out with it, Margot, Pauline demanded. Margot frowned at her friends, walked over, and joined them at the table. So I've been helping with all the intelligence that Henry and I gathered, Margot started. Jeff paged down. Boop, 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 boop. You know it's hard. I'm using a Mac, and I just use a scroll wheel because I'm not on my shitty laptop. It's going to computer recycling. You son of a bitch. Okay, let's get back to it. So I've been helping with all the intelligence, and Henry and I gathered, Margot started. Her two friends nodded. Well, there was something problematic in there about Henry. Henry was in the files, Pauline asked, surprised, like she's a dumbass, because I would assume he would be, isn't he? Haven't we, like, advertised him as being super powerful and really good at shit? Well, don't you think that they would have a file on him. Didn't he break their stupid-ass crystal apart and off her and all that garbage? All right. Uh, Henry was in the files, Pauline asked, surprised. We all were, Margot said, scrunching her face like Pauline farted. <laughs> Didn't you know that? What do you mean we all were, Janie asked, squinting like Pauline farted. They had files on everything that happened here, Margot replied. What did you think would be there? What the hell, Pauline exclaimed loudly. Janie patted Pauline's hand after she slammed it against the table. I would do that sound effect, but I f- I'm afraid it'd be too loud. Like it would, uh, uh, I'm so bad at podcasting. What's that when you, like, uh, overload the microphone? Hmm. If you podcast a show that's good, write into the show, jeffreadshisbook.com. Oh, god damn it! I'm getting text messages now. All right. Oh my god, I'm on the Mac and it's making notifications and shit's buzzing all around me. All right. All right. We got to calm down here. I'm having more beer. Hmm. Okay. God damn it. Janie, Paul, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what's the problem with Henry. Margot looked between her two friends. She couldn't figure out how to word it without letting them know the whole truth. Did it say something horrible about him? I mean, other than he's dangerous, egotistical, and flippant, Janie asked. Pauline snickered. He. would it be more? Well, snickering, I feel like, is more through the nose. Like, right? Does that, does that sound like snickering? I don't know. Who cares? No, it's more about the Countsies. Yeah, that's right. County county How do you spell that? Like, it's Council's, but there's no L. No, it's more about the Countsies' reaction to it, Margot said tentatively. It's It's not good for Henry. He'll be mad, but I'm not sure I should tell him. That would violate the trust of the Council. You should tell Henry, Pauline said without hesitating. Yes, you need to tell Henry, Janie agreed. But Margot started. You need to get your priorities straight, Janie interrupted. Pauline nodded. When Margot looked down at her hands in her lap, Janie leaned on her elbows on the table. Look, will Henry be mad if he finds out without your telling him? Margot nodded, and Janie continued. And is he likely to find out whatever this is? Margot nodded again. Then just tell him. Pauline said, he would tell you if the roles were reversed. Margot sighed. <sighs> Jeff sighed because this book is dull. <sighs> oh my God, I'm getting text messages. All right. You're both right, she said, standing up. I'll go find him. Ooh, drinking break. Should I look at my text messages? I don't think it's anything too bad. Mm. Okay. Henry was starting to get hungry, and he was finally beginning to consider getting out of bed. How long do you think he's been in bed? Right into the show, Book.com. I would assume that because Janie and Pauline were having lunch, and if we recall from previous episodes, Janie, not a morning person. I'm guessing it's, uh, like 12.30, 1.00. In the afternoon? What do you think? What do you think right in the show? All right. Um, so he's probably... If that's late... Because I, I, this book is chronological. So let's say it's like 1.30 or 2. And I think I would be hungry by then. And let's face it. If I were single, Jeff, not, not with the lovely Laura, which is, you know, a best case scenario, being with the lovely Laura, um, I would probably... Let me think. I would keep like a bag of either nacho cheese Doritos or a box of Triscuits next to my bed, right? And that way, when I'm oversleeping on a Sunday, I could just open that and eat it in my bed, right? I'd also be like, I don't know, you know, conservatively speaking, 40 pounds heavier if I wasn't hanging out with the lovely Laura because... What do I want to say? She, you know, she stays in shape. She takes care of herself. She's, yeah. And here I am, this guy who probably doesn't have the self-control to not place a box of Triscuits next to his own bed, except that I'm pretty sure that uh, the woman I live with would be furious with me. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. I'd be so fat if I didn't hang around with (laughs) Laura. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) And that's not a bad thing, Laurie. You're keeping me in shape. Oh my god, I know you were texting me, so I'm just yelling, you know. All right. He hadn't seen another person all day, and he thought walking down to the commissary for lunch would be nice. He stretched and rolled onto his back, thinking that he could wait for a while longer. Is a while one word? This is two words in this one, so I'm clearly just, like, boosting word count, but Can't you say A-W-H-I-L-E as one word? I think you can. I don't know. Right in the show. All right. Um, Someone knocked lightly on his door. He looked at it curiously, wondering if maybe he was drifting off to sleep again and had dreamed it. A second knock proved it was real. Come in, he yelled without actually moving from his position in bed. When the door opened, Margot stepped in, looking as striking as always. Ooh. She closed the door behind her softly and walked across the room to Henry's bed, smiling. Boop, boop, boop. I got to scroll down here. Sorry, people. Henry smiled up at her as she stood over him, her hands on her hips her and, and her face showing amusement. And, you know, a little bit more of a, like, dominating position. I guess that's kind of Henry's thing. Like... Mm. Need a little beer there, but I kind of feel like that's his thing with Margot. Like Margot's, Margo's definitely the alpha in this relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would assume this happens a lot with these two. Have you been in bed since yesterday? She asked getting ready to spank him. I'm just kidding. That wasn't in there. <laughs> Maybe he said grinning ready to accept his spanking, I guess? I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, ad-lib here. Whatever. Margot sat down on his bed and began removing her shoes. Henry absently reached out for her, brushing his fingers against her hip. I don't know what that means. When the second shoe fell to the floor, she rolled into bed and onto his left arm, facing him, and threw her left leg onto his. Are you here to give me another mission? Henry asked, thankfully not mentioning missionary position. Margot sighed. No, not today. Is it something else? Henry asked. Can we just lay here for a while? She asked. I'd like that, he replied. And that ends chapter 17. So, that chapter was pretty uneventful. I feel like it wasn't like a bad one. Um... You got a vibe that Margot is really torn right now. Like, she thinks she has this weird duty to the council, right? Without the L. Am I right? You get that? See, that was because of a typo! Oh my god, so funny! Okay, um, she was, you know, being a little bit of a pain in the ass. But it, it seems like Janie and Pauline are trying to get her to see the... What do I want to say, say? Like, like see what's important, Right? So she thinks her job is more important than her boyfriend. I guess it's a boyfriend at this point. I wouldn't say a significant other. I don't think they're at like marriage state because Henry's sleeping at home by himself. I feel like they'd either. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I guess they're just boyfriend and girlfriend. This book doesn't take place like that long after Offworlder when they first started, quote, dating. And, you know, I think there was some implied sex in that book and all that shit. You know, when they slept in the same bed, one is assuming. If you remember, they were like in that weird... uh, When they went to the town... That was uh, empty because everybody was gobbled up by a crystal inside a big wooden box, and they had very odd accommodations inside a barn that were next to each other. I feel like Margot stayed in his room during that excursion, and then they stopped at hotel rooms and shit like that on the way home. You see what I'm saying, right? So... What, the Hilt, the Hilton Straw Hill? <laughs> the, yeah, the Hampton Inn at um, if you know any other towns I've had in this book, right into the show, Jeffrey's Book.com. I don't know. But uh, I there's they're clearly boyfriend, girlfriend. Henry lives alone, she doesn't live with him, she still goes home to her house. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty clear. So I don't want to say significant other. And I've completely lost the thread of what I was talking about. Okay, whatever. So, there's a little bit of, like, some Margot's feeling, like, should I be loyal to my boyfriend, or should I be loyal to my job, which seems insane. This book is clearly written by an American, because I, well, I feel like uh, Europeans might not have this problem. <laughs> They wouldn't be loyal to a job. Maybe, I feel like it's like Europeans, maybe South Americans and Africans don't have that weird... Most of Russia, too. Yeah, because they're part of Asia and and Europe. You know what I mean? But they don't have this, like, loyalty to corporate employment. And that's in, like, contrast to, what, Americans or Chinese or Japanese people. Like, they're more or less famously tied to their employment. I don't think that's racist. It's just a fact, right? But Margot is clearly using that mindset to like, oh my God, what's more important, my job or my boyfriend? And I feel like uh, that's insane. (laughs) That sucks. And you can tell that the book was written by an American who lives in that kind of asinine culture where I might value my job more than like a significant other which okay let me put this straight right now i don't but i can see where i would think people would have that standpoint which is insane i don't know why anybody would have that feeling i don't even feel that kind of like uh stress trying to drive to my job (laughs) which i don't drive to my job so i don't know why i'm even saying that Mm. Mm. still working on that lemon shandy anyway uh, what I'm trying to say here is, so Margot is trying to be torn between her boyfriend and her job, and that seems nuts, but at least Janie and Pauline are both trying to set her right. Like, she needs to focus on Henry. Although Henry's kind of a shithead, so... yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and they've only been dating if I... I don't know, what the hell is the time frame of this book? Right into the show, because I don't know what the time frame is. I feel like we're like a... I don't know, two weeks out of Offworlder in this book? Oh, God, I hope it's more than that. Maybe like a month or two? Jesus. The problem I'm seeing is that if we're like two weeks out of Offworlder, which it kind of feels like, and that's stupid, um, that means that bringing balance... (sighs) I'm tired. I feel like Henry... It this has to be longer, but I don't think it is. This time frame's really compressed. And now I feel like somebody's gonna have to go edit the uh Jeff reads his book Wikia or what right? Isn't that wikia.com.org, whatever, where you have like fan wikis explaining these stories. I feel like you're gonna have to go edit that and say this is all very compressed and I don't know, it sucks. I don't know. My my beef here is that this time frame should be longer because in bringing balance, it is kind of implied they've had like this deep, long relationship that broke up in this book, and in this book, I'm not seeing that occur. You know what I mean? It seems like it was very fast, tumultuous relationship at best. But ugh, I don't even like that I'm explaining this. Okay, all right. But uh, I guess that was an interesting chapter in a sense. So Margot came over. She's laying on him in bed. That's nice, right? Okay, that's delightful. So let's get to some discussion questions, shall we? All right, so Henry was sleeping in. I think I've discussed this at length that my sleeping in is like just a couple hits of the snooze bar on the alarm clock. But question one, um, if you're sleeping in, how long— do you sleep in for? Like, I sleep in, like I said, maybe half an hour at best. I don't know. What about you? What, uh, right into the show, com. I feel like when I lived alone as a graduate student in college, so that would be like the last time I lived alone, my sleeping in... Uh, I can remember a few, like, Sundays where, like, Laura wasn't around, and I'd be like, I'm just gonna sleep, I'm gonna lay in bed till 11 or 12, and quite honestly, there might have been Doritos in my room, I don't know. <laughs> I lived with other guys in a big house, what are you gonna do? Anyway, yeah, just let me know. I, I haven't slept in, per se, in a while, but I go to bed relatively early, too, so, eh, I don't know. Um... Yeah, so I don't really get. I don't. I don't understand the sleeping in anymore. Maybe I'm just old. Am I going to start waking up at four a.m. and just you know staying awake till ten at night? And wow, ten at night—that makes me sound old too. God damn. Okay. Question two. So I did point out that Henry was sleeping in while whilst. How about whilst Margot went home and found her friends just finishing lunch, right? So, uh, what time do you eat lunch? Because that really affects our measure of Henry sleeping in. What time do you eat lunch? Like on a weekday? Let's assume this is a weekday because Margot was at work. Um, I, what do I want to say? When I worked in an office with other people, I would eat lunch early. And my, well, no, no, I wouldn't. Okay, okay, let's back it up here. I would eat lunch late. That's what I'm trying to say. I would eat lunch late mostly because I wanted to use the microwave and not stand around waiting for it. That did subside a little bit as I got old, you know, deeper into my working career, mostly because I got some very good input from another older engineer where I worked, and he pointed out that. Because I was in front of him using the microwave, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm using the microwave. He's like, I don't give a crap. Until I'm eating my lunch, it's not lunch hour. So I'm charging every second I'm standing here waiting for you. And I'm like, you know, that's a good point. And uh, we talked about it a little more, and we agreed that as soon as you see the building you work in, you're on the clock. So just keep that in mind if you work in an office, right? Right. But still, I would only go microwave my food. Okay, I'm a little bit of a uh, shut-in, so I don't like speaking to real people at all, ever. So uh, I would try to time my lunch so there was almost a guarantee nobody was in the lunchroom because I don't like talking to people. And uh, then I could just heat up my lunch, go back to my desk. Maybe nobody would bother me if I was at my desk, and uh, that would be nice, yeah. But, uh, now that I work from home and I'm like, you know, on my own, Laura's at her office too. So I have like free reign over where I eat, when I eat lunch, it has gotten so freaking early. Like I'll eat lunch at ten thirty some days, 10 o'clock, 10 AM, whatever. For example, today I ate some spaghetti at like nine in the morning. Yeah. It was insane. But, when do you eat lunch? Like on a weekday, okay? A weekend? That can vary, you know, substantially more depending on what you're doing. But, uh, you know, honestly, during this pandemic, which, you know, newsflash is still happening, you sons of bitches who didn't get vaccinated and think going to bars is cool. But, uh, oh God, where is was I going with that? There's still a pandemic, so the lovely Laura stays home quite a few days during the week. And uh, she, she eats lunch late. Like she eats at like twelve forty-five, and that is killing me. You hear that, little lovely Laura? Oh my God! You gotta, you gotta start eating lunch at ten thirty with me. That would be wicked awesome. Okay. Yeah, just write in the show. Let me know when you eat lunch, okay? And uh, you know, just leave some comments. You can go over to book dot com. Right there, there's three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com or you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff or you can hit me up on Mastodon which is way less corporate and you won't see my Twitter feed just filled with goddamn complaints against companies. You go over to uh, jeff at toot Dot Rainbow You can get in touch with me there. We can talk about the podcast. You can tell me about when you sleep late. You can tell me how much of a bitch Margot's being in this book. Although I still like Margot. She's she's my favorite character, I feel like. I don't know. I, I like Margot. Henry is Margot doesn't she's, you know, resistant to Henry's uh nonsense. On the other hand, like, Henry is, like, this outgoing son of a bitch. And me not being outgoing makes me annoyed. <laughs> Yet I wrote this book. Who knew? Okay. <laughs> yep. So uh, going forward, I got to finish this beer. Um, what else do I have to do today? I got to get some fucking work done. God damn it. This week has been terrible. So I hope you guys have a nice week next week because this is what friday i'm recording this on a friday so until next time keep on reading